As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Getting a divorce, even thinking about getting a divorce, can be overwhelming, scary, and sometimes exciting. Join divorce coach and mediator Mandy Walker for conversations about divorce. The more you know, the easier it will be to make your divorce healthier, less stressful, and to put it behind you. Here's Mandy. Welcome to Conversations About Divorce. I'm Mandy Walker, and today we're talking about healing from divorce. Now, none of us get married expecting to divorce, and that means that there's always pain and hurt with the end of a marriage. And what I've found is that that applies whether you're the person who is initiating the divorce or the person whose spouse initiated it. It's still painful and hurtful to both parties. And it stirs up so much about our behaviors and our choices. And it's not just from the marriage, but also from our family of origin and how we've grown up. So recovering from the end of that relationship can often be very difficult, but it's also really important and critical because it impacts our next phase and how we're going to live the rest of our lives. And we certainly don't want to get stuck in that living in that divorce mode of pain and hurt. So what does healing and recovery look like? That's what we're talking about today. And joining us is transformational divorce coach and wellness strategist Dawn Burnett, Dawn is the author of Connect, How to Love and Accept Yourself After Divorce. Welcome, Dawn. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be a part of your show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to have you. Um, Listen, let me um, start off by asking you, have you ever met anyone who doesn't need to heal from divorce? No. (laughs) We all need to heal. And, you know, the reality is, We attract a reflection of where we are at. When I think about my own situation, obviously at the moment, it did not occur to me. It's taking years of dealing and healing to come to this point of self-awareness and realization. But it's usually due to our toxic past, whether it be in childhood, whether it be early adulthood, whatever's gone on, we carry that into the world. And then we attract a reflection of that. And that's usually what happens to create the divorce. So when you think about that, it was already having issues during the marriage. Of course, there would be residue and things that everybody needs to work on with internally to transform and be a better person. So there's always things to heal and deal with. 
Right. Wow. So, um, and I'm thinking from what you just said there, there's a, um, I think I've seen something just recently on Facebook. It's in, um, and it's posted to my Facebook page, but it's like, you know, that you marry, you, the person that you marry came into your life for a reason. And it was either something that they could teach you or something that you needed or they needed from you. And so when your relationship ends, it's because that need is no longer there. But there was a reason why you got married. Well, absolutely. I mean, I fell in love with the outer. I jumped off the diving board head first. <laughs> we didn't know each other that long. He was from the UK. I'm from New York, was living in Florida. I met him on holiday in the UK. We knew each other a couple of days. He came over for a week. It was a good challenge for him. He obviously had ulterior motives, always wanted to come to the States, blah, blah, blah. Uh, falling head over heels on the outer. And here's the key. Here is the key. The story that we play in our mind. So we build up this story, especially as women, not just women, but especially us. We have been taught this since a little girl, this dream, playing with Barbies, how life should right. be like, right. the fairy tale wedding, the prince in, in, in the shining armor, right? Right. And so we fall in love with the story in our mind. And then suddenly, when we say I do and things start to shift and prolong, that story is not really so, and we're confused because we don't have the tools to deal with our unfulfilled story. Right, right. So what happens if you don't take the time to heal from the end of your marriage? I love, you know, my I have a, a previous comedy dating book. It's part of the Connect series that, says this perfectly so imagine yourself traveling right we all love to travel so we get our luggage we go up to the counter and if you're anything like me I am not a light traveler <laughs> I am learning to be lighter and lighter and lighter but I love my comforts I love self-sufficient and my attitude is not I'll just buy it when I get there my attitude is but I like what I've already got in my surroundings and have gratitude for it. So I'm going to nurture and care for it, and I want all my comforts. But with that, you have to be responsible for your own luggage and not exceeding 50 pounds, right? Right. So what happens is we start out with this small little carry-on, right? And before you know it, without dealing with things, we're now checking it at the gate. And then guess what? Sometimes it won't fit in the overhead compartment, and it's way over the weight limit. And this is what happens. Think of it like the transitional sizes and pieces of luggage. The more that we don't deal with things, the more our trunks, as I refer to in the comedy dating book, start to expand, and the larger the size it becomes. We take that forth into relationship after relationship after relationship, which is why you'll hear of people sometimes getting divorced and remarried like four, seven times. I can't fathom, but anyways, four and seven times because they 
just keep expanding the size of their trunk instead of dealing and healing. Okay, so that um, kind of segues nicely when you say that people get have married and divorced and married and divorced and married and divorced. Do you think it's okay to start dating while you're healing? Is Could dating be part of the healing process? I guess everybody is different. I personally like to really be connected with inside myself. Now, healing is a journey. It's not a destination. So in that process, obviously, you may venture out and date, but it is so important. You know, there is power and peace and a pause. Taking that time to really go inside, to reflect, to journal, to connect, to meditate, find out what your dreams and aspirations are, and make sure you're not out there trying to fulfill your ego, which is an insatiable void. It is impossible to fill it. So make sure that you're more of working on being that whole And you'll see when you do start venturing out there and dating, again, that reflection, that mirror. If you're attracting and you're out there dating too soon and you're getting all this dysfunction, if you're not seeing it, you really need to work on yourself. As you start to see it, you'll go, this is not what I want. That's okay. You're on your way. You're getting that much closer. Just keep going inside, connect, and working on yourself. And when the timing is right, your other whole will appear. You don't want to have, you want to be whole. Well, that's very insightful. I think um, could can be um, helpful. So, you, so you're saying you're not advocating like don't date until you've healed, but maybe like don't commit to a, a serious relationship until you know that you've, you're whole. Exactly. Don't be in a rush. Let's not drive pedal to the metal. We do enough of that out there on their physical roads <laughs> of life. So let's just slow it back. It's like riding the horse and pulling on the reins. Whoa, Nelly, right? So let's just slow it on back. Let's take our time. Let's take a deep breath. We always want to stay checked in and be dating from an observatory position. So not judgmental not trying to fulfill something and then remember that story that we create in our mind. We don't want to be doing any of that. We just want to be present. We want to be aware and checked in and just see what flows in and decide what we want to flow right back out. So and don't you think one of those stories we get, though, is that somehow if you're not married or coupled, then there's something wrong with you? Well, again, everything in life is a mindset. So we've been sold a bill of false goods, right? (laughs) Yeah. And, And the thing to remember is single is not a disease. There is power in being whole. There is no greater, more beautiful gift in this world than to have love for self in a non egotistical way. Because remember this. You cannot give away what you don't first have for yourself. So the purpose of being with that other partner is not to fill a void. We don't need to go out and fill in to what society says, right? We don't need to keep up with the Joneses, as they say. So we just need to run our own race and really check in. And there's so much joy 
in spending time with self and really plugging in. That doesn't mean you need to isolate yourself. I've met lots of men, and they're interesting for their own ways, right? But it's fun to say, I'm that much closer. And don't be in a rush and don't feed into what society says. Really take your time. There is so much joy in being connected and having self-love. So I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm asking it for our listeners is like when you say take your time, how long does it take for a person to heal from divorce? Well, you know, that's kind of like saying how long is a piece of string? (laughs) It's subjective. Everybody's got their own healing journey. I think, again, the barometer is when you start dating and you start monitoring that reflection of what's flowing in and you take that step back and you really take your time, that's going to be your barometer. If, if, If egotistical guys are showing up, if you see any form of abuse in them, if you see any form of cheating and lying and all these things that maybe you've stepped out of and you don't want to be a part of, and you're still attracting some of that, then that's a good barometer of saying, I need to slow it back. Maybe take another pause in dating. You'll have pockets of on and off and on and off. And just remember, your goal is to be connected with inside yourself. So when we go out to date, we want to enhance somebody else, and they should be enhancing us. If they are taking away from all the work that you're doing on yourself, your dreams, your aspirations, then he's not the one. Bye-bye. Just keep running your race, and you will know when you are ready. It will just present itself perfectly. Right. So um, is um, the healing process different? Have you noticed differences between men and women? (laughs) Uh, I could be a little judgmental and say (laughs) what healing process of men. (laughs) Men by nature in all that I've interviewed, which I've interviewed at least over 100 men, it's they they jump so quickly and it's that I think they're just not really taught to have the tools maybe they feel it's not cool I don't know I'm not a man I'm not behind their eyes but they just don't really seem to have the ability to be alone right now you will find those quality men here and there I have one that's become a very good friend of mine who was just reaching out last night, whose divorce is going final. He's been separated for years, bless his heart. And he's really connected and plugged in in doing it the right way. So I have a lot of admiration for him really taking his time and understanding that if he's not connected, he's going to attract a reflection of disconnect. And he really, really feels the pain of where he was at in the past and does not want to repeat that pattern. So I would love it if more men would take that time. I think more and more women, not to be stereotypical, but through taking care and reading self-help, we're by nature nurturers, right? That's right. how we take care of our children and our families. And so we're trained more on that nurturing and even to look after ourselves. 
So it's okay to put yourself first. It's kind of like the airline says, put your oxygen mask on first. Right, right. Well, I um, I share your observations about men, and I it's I often hear that comment like you know he's moved on so quickly, and there's a shock and there's a surprise about that. But I think that that's you know that speaks to some of your observations about the the way that we heal. Absolutely, absolutely. I think there would be a lot more success if more men would just take that power of peace and a pause. But you know, there are good men out there. So yeah. just hold out, be strong, <laughs> have your list. It's not check, check, check the box and hey, he's not on this. And in, you know, this comedy dating thing where you show up with the date and you got the checklist in your hand. But you know, you do want a barometer, right? It's like any success plan, even in business or in life. I mean, how do you live within your financial means if you don't have a budget? It's right. just kind of concept how do you know if he's going to be mr right if you haven't even taken time to contemplate what it is that are deal breakers what's most important to you what can you live with what can you not live with and what is most important where did you go wrong before that you don't want to go wrong this time it's okay to write it down and, and revisit that and And it's all about manifestation. You know, everything is made up of energy. So we want to have positive mindset and we want to really be focused on what's important to us. And then we'll be less likely to be distracted and taken off the path that we're supposed to be walking. Great point. Um, Dawn, we're going to take a short break and then I have lots more questions for you. Fantastic. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Conversations About Divorce. I'm Mandy Walker, and today we're talking about healing from divorce. My guest is transformational divorce coach and wellness strategist, Dawn Burnett. Dawn is the author of Connect, How to Love and Accept Yourself After Divorce, and that is available on Amazon. Dawn, um, one of your mantras is the path forward is through giving and giving is living. Can you share with our listeners what you mean by that? Yes, it's kind of like the thing what you put out is what you get back. It's like a boomerang, right? It's the attitude of gratitude. So if you want to be given to, you have to give out. And when we open up and expand our hearts and our minds, that's when the magic flows in. So, um, and then, and that's kind of hard to do sometimes right after divorce because you're feeling so 
hurt and vulnerable. Absolutely. And, and it's okay, again, to take that season of putting yourself first because you don't want to become a doormat or you don't want to be the yes woman all the time and then your tank is empty. Again, you can't give away what you don't first have yourself. So I'm getting ready to release a, a piece with Divorce Magazine of the importance of saying no after divorce. So it's okay to say no to things you used to say yes to and establish healthy boundaries and take that season. So, and that that's about doing the work and knowing your boundaries and knowing what's important to you, knowing your values, knowing what you need to protect and, and honor for yourself. Absolutely. So Dawn, let me um, ask you about timing for all this. Um, because divorce healing or divorce recovery implies that it's after the divorce. But in my experience, sometimes the person who's initiating the divorce, who's going to make the decision, often goes through this before they share their decision with the other party. I think it's part of the way that they can accept that this is the decision that has to be made. Have you experienced that? Well, I personally have experienced that. I mean, I was in a toxic relationship for 15 and a half years. Very toxic, very painful. And what really opened up my eyes was when I raced back to college to save my two-year-old miracle boy's life after he had a compromised immune system due to vaccinations, which left us with no proper treatment plan because the doctors didn't know how to heal him, just wanted to remove body parts. I saw an ad, get your degree in alternative medicine, and immediately dropped everything. And through learning how to heal him, which we've completely transformed his health and his life, and he's now thriving and almost 15 years old. So in doing all that is when it really opened up my eyesight. And, of course, I'm still in a very toxic marriage and shifted my thinking. And so I started to work on myself in my values, in my mindset, and importance as toxic as the environment was. There was the opportunity to choose to become a victor instead of remain stuck as a victim. And so, yes, it definitely started before I raced off into hiding for a couple of days to get out of the marriage. So I think that's important for our listeners to to realize and understand or that you can do this healing work before you actually get divorced. Um, I do think it's difficult. I've always said that there's there's, um, three processes with divorce. There's the healing part, there's the logistics and practicalities, and there's the legal process. But most of us, since most of us have to work and have children that we're raising, you only have capacity to do at most two of those things at a time. There just isn't enough hours in the day. We don't have the emotional energy to do all three at once. So you do kind of have to pick and choose what you're going to be able to work on. Absolutely. So, and that is very important. Pick one or two things. It's kind of like somebody who's been eating a terrible diet their whole life and using a lot of toxic chemicals for cleaning in their homes and pesticides and all this stuff 
if I sit there and talk to them about totally transforming and coming up with a complete lifestyle of wellness, they will be overwhelmed and they will not do it or stick to it because it's too much all at once. So slow and steady wins the race. One or two things to focus on, start to master that and keep moving forward in the right direction. And again, remembering healing is a journey. It is not a destination. And and so when you say healing is a journey, I was going to say in your book, Connect, How to Love and Accept Yourself After Divorce, you cover a whole range of topics. Some of them are like forgiveness, gratitude, taking back your power. Um, is it important to cover those things step by step? Or is it something that you might run into a situation and that tells you, oh, you know, I'm still really angry with my ex. Maybe I need to go back and relook at this forgiveness. Absolutely. Again, each thing, everybody's journey is different. So it's important to not compare yourself to somebody else, kind of like weight loss or anything that you're trying to do in life, success plan. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. Run your own race. And there will be things that the universe will deliver to you as a challenge to see if you are ready to move on. (laughs) And if not, it's like that thing. It's like, why does that same situation keep appearing over and over? Well, simple. You haven't passed the test yet. So thank the universe (laughs) to stone up and ask what it is that you need to do to learn and heal and move on from the situation so that you could advance on your journey. So that does take some awareness to, you know, when you run into a difficult situation to actually sort of pause and say, okay, what is it that I'm supposed to be learning from this rather than just getting irritated or stressed or anxious about that situation? Yes. You know, I've been doing this, this project. It's, Michael Singer's surrender experiment. And wow, you know, at the moment you're trying an experiment, don't you know the universe will be hot on your trail to present opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to see if you're truly going to surrender or if you are going to control the situation, which is falsified because we can only control our reactions to things that happen. So, It's really the importance, you're exactly right, Andy, the importance is silencing the mind, going inside, and that's what we mean by connecting. And the more and more you do that, now I've had a lot of people go, I can't sit in silence that long. I'm just fidgety. It's like the movie Eat, Pray, Love and Julia Roberts where after one minute she's putting her head down going, oh, I can't do this. But you can, the more and more you try, little by little, it doesn't have to happen overnight. Give yourself permission, have grace for yourself, no judgment, strip away the ego, and just let things flow. And bit by bit, the more you practice, the more you journal, the more that you have gratitude, the more that you try to surrender, all of those steps, the more that you forgive the more that you learn to take back your power and exercise your voice in an appropriate way that it can be 
heard and understood and valued and appreciate, the more that we do that, the more we expand our awareness and the more it starts to become natural instead of forced. Okay, so practice, 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 practice. Um, another question for you, your book, do, it, if you're working on divorce healing, can somebody do that through books or is are you really seeing your book as a, a starter for a conversation? Is it helpful for people to be in community with others when they're working through this? I think any time that you can plug into a group, it's a great thing. We do have a closed group, a Thrive After Divorce, a group on Facebook. They are more than welcome to join in on there. Just say, hey, I heard you on Mandy's podcast, and uh, we'll be happy to let you into the group. It's a place to help you thrive. I think when you're in safe community and the key being safe, environments like that know what you're stepping into. There's Connect the Book on Facebook that you, if you if you feel that you're okay being a little vulnerable because that's not a closed group, right. you can post right. some comments, happy to chime in. It is important to have your Thrive Tribe. Now, let's address what a Thrive Tribe is. Your Thrive Tribe, Thrive being the key word, is not somebody who's going to get in the pit and wallow with you and help you stay stuck in your victimhood. They're going to be a cheerleader. They're going to nudge you. They're going to challenge you. They're going to stretch you in a very loving, compassionate way to help you advance on your journey. Now, books are a great place to start. Some people, if they have a lighter situation than others, they may deal through self-help books. There are a lot of people that have been through rape, abuse, traumatic experiences with severe stuck emotions that are trapped at cellular levels that they don't even realize because 95% of what we do in life stems from the subconscious mind. Those are our past experiences and old belief systems. So, wow, if you're 50 years old, like I'm turning, that could be a lot of years of stuck stuff if you haven't been working on yourself. So healers, practitioners, psychiatrists, everybody's going to have their own journey. This is why it's very important to work with someone who is, like myself, a transformational, being the key, divorce coach, to help you assess and get you in the right direction and put the tools in your hands that you need. Ultimately, at the end of the day, no matter what book you read, no matter what psychiatrist you speak with, no matter what group you're in, the healing starts and ends with you. It's a head decision. It takes mindset, focus, and dedication. But I am here to say if you will work on your junk just like I've had to walk through, you too can thrive just like I've been doing out there in the media and all over. I am no different than anybody else. That's a great message, Dawn. I really appreciate that. My pleasure. So we are actually up on time here, Dawn. So I want to thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you. Time goes so fast when you're having fun. I know. I'm always amazed at how <laughs> quick this goes. And so 
Um, and I know that we, we've really only just kind of scratched the surface of this. Um, listeners, we've been talking about healing from divorce. My guest today is transformational divorce coach and wellness strategist Dawn Burnett. Dawn is the author of Connect, How to Love and Accept Yourself After Divorce. It's available on Amazon. It would be a great resource for you to start reading as you start on this journey for, of healing. I just wanted to add that, you know, it's it's important to let your listeners know that it is published because I know a lot of people are looking for credentials, and it was just endorsed by Jack Canfield, the co-author of the series Chicken Soup for the Soul. That's a terrific endorsement, so well done. Thank you. Listeners, I would encourage you to make this investment in yourself and to do the work healing from your divorce. This is all about creating your path for the next phase of your life and for a life of happiness and acceptance. If you're just considering divorce now, you're the one who's trying to make that decision, then start this work now because I think that it could help you tremendously, not necessarily to make the decision, but certainly to understand it and to accept it. And you know, if you're in a good place with your decision, then that's likely to help you to work cooperatively with your spouse once you've shared your decision. So, and and I think the message from Dawn is that it's never too late to do this work and it is ongoing. Like she said, healing, it's a journey, it's not a destination. But this work will help your future relationships. It's gonna help your relationships with your friends and your family. Thank you for listening today. There'll be a synopsis of this conversation posted to my blog, SinceMyDivorce.com, and you can follow me at SinceMyDivorce on Twitter and on Facebook. And remember um, Dawn's invitation to join the Thrive Tribe on Facebook as well. I hope you'll join us next time for more conversations about divorce. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.